Hello, and welcome to The Journey, a daily podcast reading through the Bible. Thank you so much for joining us today. As you listen, we're going to be using the New Living Translation of God's Word. Let's start today's reading. Today we are reading the entire book of Nahum, all three chapters. This message concerning Nineveh came as a vision to Nahum, who lived in Elkosh. The Lord is a jealous God, filled with vengeance and rage. He takes revenge on all who oppose him and continues to rage against his enemies. The Lord is slow to get angry, but his power is great. He never lets the guilty go unpunished. He displays his power in a whirlwind and the storm. The billowing clouds are the dust beneath his feet. At his command, the oceans dry up and the rivers disappear. The lush pasture lands of Bashan and Carmel fade, and the green forest of Lebanon wither. In his presence, the mountains quake and the hills melt away. The earth trembles and his, its people are destroyed. Who can stand before his fierce anger? Who can survive his burning fury? His rage blazes forth like fire, and the mountains crumble to dust in his presence. The Lord is good, a strong refuge when trouble comes. He is close to those who trust him, but he will sweep away his enemies and in an overwhelming flood. He will pursue his foes into the darkness of night. Why are you scheming against the Lord? He will destroy you with one blow. He won't need to strike twice. His enemies, tangled like thorn bushes and staggering like drunks, will be burned up like dry stubble in a field. Who is this wicked counselor of yours? Who plots evil against the Lord? This is what the Lord says. Though the Assyrians have many allies, they will be destroyed and disappeared. O oh, my people, I have punished you before, but I will not punish you again. Now I will break the yoke of bondage from your neck and tear off the chains of the Assyrian oppression. And this is what the Lord says concerning the Assyrians in Nineveh. You will have no more children to carry on your name. I will destroy all the idols in the temples of your gods. I am preparing a grave for you because you are despicable. Look, a messenger is coming over the mountains with good news. He is bringing a message of peace. Celebrate your festivals, O people of Judah, and fulfill all your vows. For your wicked enemies will never invade your land again. They will be completely destroyed. Your enemy is coming to crush you, Nineveh. Man the ramparts. Watch the roads. Prepare your defenses. Call out your forces. Even though the destroyer has destroyed Judah, the Lord will restore its honor. Israel's vine has been stripped of branches, but he will restore its splendor. Shields flash red in the sunlight. 
See the scarlet uniforms of the valiant troops. Watch as their glittering chariots move into position. With a forest of spears waving above them, the chariots race recklessly along the streets and rush wildly through the squares. They flash like firelight and move as swiftly as lightning. The king shouts to his officers. They stumble in their haste, rushing to the walls to set up their defenses. The river gates have been torn open. The palace is about to collapse. Nineveh's exile has been decreed, and all the servant girls mourn its capture. They moan like doves and beat their breasts in sorrow. Nineveh is like a leaking water reservoir. The people are slipping away. Stop, stop, someone shouts, but no one even looks back. Loot the silver, plunder the gold. There's no end to Nineveh's treasures. Its vast, uncounted wealth. Soon, the city is plundered, empty and ruined. Hearts melt and knees shake. The people stand aghast, their faces pale and trembling. Where now is that great Nineveh? That den filled with young lions. It is a place where people like lions and their cubs walk freely and without fear. The lion tore up meat for its cubs and strangled prey for its mate. He filled its, his den with prey, his, his caverns with the plunder. I am your enemy, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Your chariots will soon go up in smoke. Your young men will be killed in battle. Never again will you plunder conquer, conquered nations. The voices of your proud messengers will be heard no more. What sorrow awaits Nineveh, the city of murder and lies? She is crammed with wealth and is never without victims. Hear the crack of whips, the rumble of wheels. Horses' hooves pound and chariots clowder wildly. See the flashing swords and the glittering spears as the charioteers charge past. There are countless casualties, heaps of bodies, so many bodies that people stumble over them. All this because Nineveh, the beautiful and faithless city, mistress of deeds, deadly charms, enticed the nations with her beauty. She taught them all her magic, enchanting people everywhere. I am your enemy, says the Lord of heaven's armies. And now I will lift your skirts and I will show all the earth your nakedness and shame. I will cover you with filth and show the world how vile you really are. All who see you will shrink back and say, Nineveh lies in ruins. Where are the mourners? Does anyone regret their, your destruction? Are you any better than the city of Thebes, situated on the Nile River, surrounded by water? She was protected by the river on all sides, walled in by water. Ethiopia, the land of Egypt, gave unlimited assistance. 
The nations of Put and Libya were among her allies. Yet Thebes fell, and her people were led away as captives. Her babies were dashed to death against the stones of the, si- of the streets. Soldiers threw dice to get Egyptians' officers as servants. All their leaders were bound in chains. And you, Nineveh, will also stagger like a drunkard. You will hide for fear of the attacking enemy. All your fortresses will fall, and you and they will be devoured like ripe figs that falls into the mouths of those who shake the trees. Your troops will be as weak and helpless as women. The gates of your land will be opened wide to the enemy and set on fire and burned. Get ready for the siege. Store up water. Strengthen the defenses. Go into the pits to trample clay and pack it into molds, making bricks to repair the walls. But the fire will devour you. The sword will cut you down. The enemy will consume you like locusts, devouring everything they see. There will be no escape. Even if you multiply like swarming locusts, your merchants have multiplied until they outnumber the stars. But like a swarm of locusts, they strip the land and fly away. Your guard and officials are all like swarming locusts that crowd together in the hedges on a cold day. But like a locust that fly away when the sun comes up, all of them will fly away and disappear. Your shepherds are asleep, O Assyrian king. Your princes lie dead in the dust. Your people are scattered across the mountains with no one to gather them together. There is no healing for your wound. Your injury is fatal. All who hear of your destruction will clap their hands for joy. Where can anyone be found? Has not who has not suffered from your continual cruelty? In this prophecy, the prophet is directed towards Nineveh, towards the nation of Assyria. This judgment is not against the people of God, as we have seen with so many of the prophets before. Here we can see that Assyria, they were the the mighty empire of the time. They were the world power. And as you're reading these words, and you're reading the words that we have seen in other readings, we see repeatedly that the people of Nineveh and the people of Assyria definitely considered themselves to be mighty. They considered themselves to be unconquerable. Their arrogance is certainly seen. But what we see here is that God was their enemy. He says there in chapter 2, verse 13, I am your enemy. Your chariots will soon go up in smoke. Your young men will be killed in battle. 
throughout history, there have been nations that have thought that they were mightier than any others and that they would last forever. But each and every one of them eventually collapsed. Not one of them from the past still has survived to this day. Now, this message might seem as one that is very distant, one that we do not need to pay attention to. And yet, don't we say the same thing about our own country today? That surely it will last forever. I love our country. I, I have a devotion to this country that is only second to my devotion to the Lord himself. I am glad to be a citizen of this country. And I would hope that this country would last for many, many, many years. But what we can learn from these words is that even those that think that they are going to last forever, if they are an enemy of God, they will be conquered eventually. And so what do we need to do? Well, what we need to do as Americans is first make sure that we are Christians, that we are going to devote ourselves to the Lord wholeheartedly. That is what we need to do first. Not think about what to do as Americans, but what to do as Christians. And as Christians, we need to make sure that we humble ourselves to the Lord. Because if we are an enemy of God... We will not stand no matter what. And so, the warning is there. Hopefully, we will turn from our wicked ways. Hopefully, we as the church, we as Christians, can stand and tell the truth to those that are going completely further and further away from God. But the message is clear. Do not trust in yourself. Do not trust in your mightiness. Do not trust that you are the world power. Because if you are an enemy of God, you will fall eventually. May there be repentance in our land. And may it start with us as the church. May there be repentance so that we will not be called an enemy of God. Thank you again for joining us for the journey. Please be sure to share this podcast. Today's reading was from the New Living Translation of the Holy Bible and used with permission. Have a blessed day, and we hope that you'll join us again tomorrow.